Welcome back to the South End Zone Podcast. I'm your host, Jason. Week two of college football is in the books. We're back with you for week three. I'm here with Eric and Timmy. Hunter has been resuspended for more USC antics, but we'll get to that here in just a minute. Uh, Timmy, how's it going, man? <laughs> it's going, man. I'm uh, I'm reeling a little bit from my picks last week. You know, took a little thumping, but I think I'll be all right. We're ready to bounce back this week. Eric, how you doing? Um, I'm good. I'm I'm doing better than hunter I, I didn't realize he was suspended i thought he was at a candlelight vigil for clay helton's job um, <laughs> no I'm, I'm good it was uh week two wasn't as fun as week one but there were still some really good games that um were fun to watch and then uh, looking forward to week three obviously yeah 100 percent. we do have a bit of breaking news um that came out yesterday we're recording this on tuesday clay helton is now living in a dumpster yeah. <laughs> yeah. clay helton has officially been uh, shit canned by USC um, after what I would describe as a just utterly embarrassing loss at the hands of Stanford, 42 to 28. And um, they decided to make a change in their program. Uh, initial reactions, boys. Uh, Eric, what's your take? Uh, my Okay, very first initial reaction, uh, two years too late. They, being you know, kind of the USC mothership, uh, you know, the administration and the university itself, didn't do this guy any favors. They had him on a perpetual hot seat for basically the last three seasons, and that really, really hurt his recruiting and his ability to do his job and give him give them what they wanted. Their recruiting classes dropped off year by year. You know, they they probably should have done it two years ago, and I think it cost prohibitive, and that's why he stuck around. But you know, enough's enough, and they finally ripped off the bandaid. Yeah, it's kind of perplexing to me that they, you know, that they brought him back at all if he was on such a short leash like this. I mean, if they felt like they had the money to buy him out, why would you wait two weeks to do it? Well, that was my thing is like, didn't we go through a whole bunch of grandstanding at the end of last year on why we're not firing him and why he's coming back and all this other bullshit? We did. It's like you you made the right decision by getting rid of him, but the timing of it all is just totally weird to me I, I don't understand the the thought process behind that I do want to kind of touch on looking ahead Tim I mean can you give me like a top two or three guys that you think that USC has the kind of clout to just go get I, I don't know that I have two or three but I'll give you one right off the bat they're going to pick up the phone if they haven't already and they're going to give your boy over there at Penn State a call James Franklin Absolutely. and uh they'll pony up some money to get him over there. I mean, he's making what 6 million over there. USC's got the cash to make it interesting for him. So I, I guarantee they they go give him a call cuz I think his name has been rumored to them in the past. Yeah, I, I actually heard his name today. Um so I, I don't disagree there. I think you do have to call that guy at least. You know, you got to call his agent and be like what's the deal but i don't know that usc's that much better of a job than penn state you know outside of it just being in southern california you know i mean it's it's great recruiting ground and the weather's great i don't think it has been yeah recently but as you saw with pete carroll it certainly can be it can be and it should be yeah you know you were right about that eric it should be a better job than penn state I don't think it's a top five job right now. Eric, if you had to name a guy other than James Franklin, who would you name? Bill O'Brien had a really good run at Penn State. He had success in the NFL as a coordinator. Uh, running an organization in Houston did not go his way, but he's a, he's doing his time at Nick Saban's home for wayward coaches this season. 
And I think he'll be a guy they look at and could probably do well at SC. And another guy they might, you know, he's never been a head coach before. And I don't know if USC wants to go that route with a first timer, but Eric Bieniemy uh, is a guy, offensive coordinator for Kansas City Chiefs. He's a guy that's rumored to be tied to every head coaching position in the NFL that opens. And if he showed even the slightest interest in USC, I think they'd take a long, hard look at him too. Yeah, you kind of took mine. I I do think they give Bill O'Brien a call. You know, I think you've got to call Hugh Freeze. You know, I mean, maybe you're you're athletic director or, you know, we don't want him because of the scandals and those kinds of things, but... Are they going to call Hugh on your uh, Hugh Freeze-issued call girl's phone that you got in the mail last week? Yes. And, you know, also the good thing about a guy like that, you you get him at a discount. You know, they're not going to hire a guy like that at $9 million a year. So you're going to get him at 4 $5 million a year, and he might be a 9 or $10 million a year coach. You know, so I think that's a, a guy they've got to at least pick up the phone and call if they're willing to go that route. But I do want to move away from USC because, well, they suck. We suck. Boys, I don't know about you. I do recall in our group chat saying, give me the ducks with the points. But I certainly did not see the beatdown that we witnessed at the hands of Oregon that Ohio State received. No, we all called it the other way. Yeah, all of us. Especially once they said that the two lineback- the, the linebacker uh, – flow and Thibodeau were out I was like yeah give him 24 yeah man I mean it, it it was something else to watch I mean Oregon ran up and down the field on them I mean Ohio State could not stop them and Timmy I don't know what you think about this but I think uh Ohio State's defensive coordinator if he gives up another you know 200 yard rushing game because that's back to back if he gives up another one I'd, I'd imagine he's gonna start feeling some heat 200, they put up 270 on them kids, man. I mean, Oregon just went mano a mano with them and just bulldozed the shit out of them. They just kicked their ass in the trenches, and, and that kid ran all over him. And uh, I can't remember the other kid's name that they got at running back, but he had a good game too. And Travis Dunn. It was Yeah, it was, it was just embarrassing if you're, you're an Ohio State fan to see them get worked over like that. Was that Ryan Day's first regular season loss? Am yes. I mistaken there? You were not. It was. They, they actually – did you guys watch that game, like all of it? Oh, yeah. I watched the whole thing, and it was okay, yeah. glorious. They, they mentioned it a couple <laughs> – maybe it was after the game they mentioned it. and But, yeah, it, it was his first regular season loss. Mm. Well, I mean, big takeaways for me. Uh, Anthony Brown, man. I mean, that Cristobal's got that guy looking right, man. When he came over from Boston College, I was like, eh, we'll see how he does. He should have a good running game in front of him. But, man, he was masterful. I mean, he didn't do anything that, like, just blew me away. But, I mean, he just – he made no mistakes. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty lukewarm on him when we were when we were talking, you know, looking over Pac-12 teams. I was like, okay, yeah, he's a guy, you know, and and people throw around the term game manager a lot. Well, I mean, it's it's always said sort of in a negative light, but you know, we talked about uh, the kid from UCLA last week. You know, sometimes just going out there and making a play here and there when you need to, and not making the the colossal mistake is all you need, right? You don't always need your quarterback to be the hero, and Oregon certainly didn't. No, you know, it just it kind of makes me laugh because when Timmy asked to where's the game at, is it in the horseshoe? And I said, yeah, he's like, oh, chalk it up. Game's already over. That to me was the biggest thing, man. Like they they just took the crowd out of that game. You know, every time Ohio State made a play, they answered. But I mean, looking at Ohio State, dude, CJ Stroud threw for 484 yards. (laughs) I mean, when's the last time? An Ohio State quarterback threw for almost 500 yards, and they lost. Yeah, no, he played a lights-out game. But if you're talking about takeaways from this game, one, one of the things I got written down here is I don't know what to take away from this game. You know, is Oregon really that good? 
Is Ohio State not as good as we thought? I don't know. <laughs> I think Oregon is really good. He recruits NFL caliber monsters up front, and it showed. I mean, they pushed Ohio State's defensive line around all day. They did whatever they wanted. I mean, they had huge gaps up front. You could drive trucks through the gaps. It was insane. So I think Ohio State should probably still run roughshod in the Big Ten. I mean, maybe Penn State will will. give them a run, but we'll see. Major takeaway there, Oregon, (laughs) I don't think – I mean, if they play like that, nobody in their conference is going to beat them. No, because we were talking before the season. Before the season, it was, hey, who's coming out of the north, Oregon or Washington? Well, shit, that one's been answered. Yeah, we know Washington's not coming out of the north. And speaking of Washington, uh, Eric, I know you watched that game. I think uh, that was one of your picks. Uh, What was your major takeaway from watching Washington get thumped on the road at Michigan? Is Michigan actually for real? I I think Michigan is decent, um, but my real takeaway is Washington's offense is god-awful. And the the Heward kid that Timmy keeps talking about is going to he's going to get a shot if this keeps up because they they have to find some sort of answer. They can't, you know, can't run the ball, really can't pass the ball, can't protect the passer. I mean, it it was rough to watch. They finally scored in I think early in the fourth quarter. Um they got a touchdown and that was their 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 first touchdown in 20 offensive possessions. Good god. So, you know, you talk about not being able to do diddly poo offensively. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. That was that was rough to watch if you're a Washington fan. Yeah, you know Jimmy Lake being a defensive guy, I mean he's got to figure something out on offense. They, I mean they, it, they're putrid offensively. I mean they were bad against Montana. They were bad again against Washington. So I agree with Timmy. I mean why not put Hughes Heward's nephew out there? Bring in the bloodline. Bring him in. Yeah, I mean it can't get much worse than that. Another game I want to touch on, it was supposedly one of the biggest games of the week. It turned out to be not much of a game. Um, Iowa just had their way with Iowa State. I'm going to be leaving now. <laughs> <laughs> Timmy, Timmy, what happened to your playoff slash Heisman team here? What What happened? I don't know, man. They have not been able to get Brees Hall going this year at all. Brock Purdy's look like he's playing with his right arm tied behind his back. I, I don't know what's going on with them, but there is something amiss with that team offensively, and I can't figure it out by watching them. The AP poll came out this week, and I was number five in the country. I mean, is that a Iowa State's having problems, or is that a really Iowa is that good? Because I would argue that nobody in the country has two better wins than they do. Oh, it's not even close to an argument. It's them, and there's not a close second. Here, here. actually, I wrote this down. Do you guys want the all-inclusive, comprehensive list of teams who have two ranked wins so far this season? Yeah, the, yeah, the short version. <laughs> here's, here's the list. Iowa, end of list. <laughs> Shit, that's a short list, all right. Yeah, and it's not it's not oh, they won fourteen thirteen. I mean, two convincing wins over ranked teams, right? They throttled Indiana, uh, and then they went into Ames and kicked Iowa State's ass all up and down the field. That that defense is just a nightmare. It really is. I mean, it's scary. I mean, what are, what do they got? Like they've got uh what is it, eight turnovers in two games that they've created? It's I don't remember if it's seven turnovers or seven interceptions, but they have here was this game in a nutshell. Third quarter, Iowa, eighteen yards of offense, and they scored thirteen points. Right? They had they had a, a scoop and score deep, deep in Iowa State territory. Uh Brees Hall fumbled at like the six and they picked up ran it in. And then they picked off a pass 
they had a three-play negative eight-yard drive that ended in a field goal because they returned the touchdown into the red zone. So uh, their defense, I mean, we'll talk about it a little later, their defense almost kind of, their defense was so good, it almost ruined my under 46 pick. I'm not convinced that five is high enough for Iowa personally. I, I would strongly consider them at three and Oregon at four and Oklahoma at five. I've been more impressed by Iowa this season so far than anyone else. Yeah, I I would tend to agree with you. I mean, we've had 13 AP-ranked teams lose this season already through two weeks. I mean, that's got to be some kind of record. But just looking at that game, Timmy, I don't know about you, but Iowa, to me, looks like the real deal. And if I think the only team in the Big Ten that would be favored over them on a neutral side would be Ohio State. I mean, am I wrong there? They are the real deal. And right now, if that game was played tomorrow, I don't know that Iowa would be not be favored in that game, uh, to be quite honest with you. But it'll be interesting to see if they can keep it up for the rest of the season. Those two teams could have a date later on at the end of the year for the Big Ten Championship. Yeah, I kind of wish uh... – Kind of wish I could have a little take back season, uh, go over on Iowa instead of taking the under there and picking Wisconsin. I, yeah, I think we all would. Yeah, uh, Eric, um, I'm going to kick it over to you for our injury report. Give me, give me some impact injuries here that some teams are going to feel. Awesome. Hold on a minute, weak man. Hold on a minute. Oh, oh, time out. We got one more game we got to talk about here real quick, and it's just to throw some shade. Oh God, is this the East Carolina game? This is the Fighting Irish against Holy Toledo. You, I think you're the only one of us that actually watched it because nobody else has fucking Peacock Premium or whatever the hell you had to have to watch that game. So Paramount Plus or whatever nonsense. Yeah, so, I mean, what the hell happened? Well, I'll tell you this. Notre Dame is a pretender. They better look to scout against Perdont this week. They could easily get upset. You know, they're going to be talking all week about Jack Cohn and his grit at the end of the game after he dislocated his finger and then comes in and throws the game-winning touchdown. But what they really need to be talking about is how shitty their defense is. They've given up 36 points per game and 440 yards per game in two games against Florida State and Holy Toledo. Get the f*** out of here. Those teams suck, and Notre Dame's defense sucks. We suck. They might squeak it out against Perdon this week, but book it. They're going to get absolutely clobbered by Wisconsin in week four. Yeah, I would have to agree with you, man. I, You know, I tried not to have an overreaction from that Florida State game, but after watching Florida State lose to Jacksonville State this week. At home. Th- at At home. Yeah, we all thought, hey, maybe Florida State's not that bad. They had a good showing against Notre Dame, but lo and behold, nope, they suck. They suck too, yeah. I kind of figured they would fall off a little bit after that Notre Dame high they were on, but man, they... Yeah, that's a fall. Yeah, that's a you know a dive off of a cliff um so i think you may be onto something there with notre dame man i I figured they would be about as good as they were last year but man they seem to have some serious issues on defense and okay so are we done with recaps here because i do i do want to move on and talk about some injuries here eric uh, hit me with the injury report I'll start off with the one you already mentioned, uh, Haynes King at Texas A&M quarterback. He came out with a lower right leg injury. I have not seen or heard what specifically they're they're talking about. Um, he, he came back out onto the field in and, and crutches and a boot. I, I haven't seen anything as far as a timetable, but crutches and boot makes me think he's not playing Saturday. Another big one, Phil Jerkovich, uh, the quarterback at Boston College. He's out for the season, potentially. Uh, he injured his hand. Oh, yeah, that one, that one, that one hurt on Timmy's... Uh... Yeah, he probably he probably hits that thirty seven 
or that that minus thirty seven without because he came out during the game. Yeah, weak. <laughs> um, we already talked about uh, Justin Flo. He's out indefinitely, uh, and Kayvon Thibodeau um, ankle. That's a little bit unknown. So after. Yeah, Oregon's got two other linebackers that are banged up as well, man. They've they've got some. I mean, they got a laundry list of is, of injury issues. After we recorded last week, but before the game, uh, JT Daniels, quarterback at Georgia, was ruled out with an oblique injury, and apparently, it's not clear if he's going to be able to play against South Carolina this week. Uh, thankfully for them, they're playing South Carolina. So. Yeah, they're a thirty and a half point favorite. Was the last I saw. Yeah, so I don't think they're worried about it. Um, also. I don't remember their names, but uh, Alabama was missing two cornerbacks. Yeah, uh, this, I can uh, uh, I can touch week. on that for you. Yeah, they they've got uh, Jalen Armour Davis and Josh Job are both kind of banged up. They're both practicing this week, but they're day to day. And also Will Anderson, their their best pass rusher, he's questionable Saturday for the Florida game. So we'll see. No major damage, but he is questionable. So if he right, but it, but it's him and the Allen kid from last week who is out. I think for the year as well, right? So yeah, Allen, maybe, he's probably done for the year. So yeah, so they're probably they're starting to get their depth tested a little bit. Which hundred percent good thing. Um, that Saban, you know, good thing know, they're Alabama. Yeah, yeah, good thing they've got plenty of depth. So yeah, I just I wanted to bring up the two defensive backs because those two guys being out allowed them to start a freshman named Kool Aid McKinstry. Yeah, I saw he had a pick in the game. I, I watched yeah, some and, of the I, game, and it sounds like he he played well. I didn't watch it, but it sounds like he played well. I just thought that was pretty pretty sweet so um moving into uh what we're gonna call this segment we're gonna do studs and duds give me one just freak of nature that had an excellent week and then one disastrous player timmy i'm gonna kick it over to you who's your stud and your dud of week two so i already mentioned my stud but cj verdell he uh he was a big reason they were able to win that football game 20 carries 161 yards two touchdowns and then that huge 77 yard scamper that was a that was a pretty impressive run and uh he's definitely my stud of the week all right nice all right eric Oh, and uh, who's who's your dud, Timmy? Who's your dud? Oh, my my dud is your boy Slovis over there at USC. <laughs> Aside from you know USC choking it off completely, he was not very impressive. Twenty-seven of forty-two, two hundred and twenty yards, one touchdown, one pick. You know he looked he looked pretty pedestrian out there against uh, Stanford. He uh, he was a big factor in in them choking that one off. Yeah, agree with that. All right, Eric, give me your stud and your dud of the week. Uh, my stud for this week is Blake Corum, who plays running back for Michigan. Uh, he got 21 carries the other night against Washington. He went for 171 and three scores in a f- uh, 31-10 to 10 win. Yeah, good defense, Washington. Not really. Yeah. And, right. You know, and Washington's defense actually played pretty well for three quarters. They were just out there so often and so long they got worn out. Yeah, they played real well. Three hundred and forty yards rushing. You must think I'm dumb. Well, I think through the first three quarters it was a little more reasonable, but yeah. <laughs> overall, Washington was bad. All right. Dud, who you got? Uh my dud is gonna be the guy who screwed me in week one, Hudson Card, quarterback from Texas. Oh dear. Who went eight for fifteen for sixty one yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions, and a fumble lost. Uh, and their loss, their 19-point loss to Arkansas, who I believe they were a seven-and-a-half-point favorite, road who favorite. You, yeah, who you guys are going to be apologizing to me for later, mainly Timmy. But, oh, you know, we'll Jesus. See. Yeah, he, in fact, and I think he maybe is not starting the next game. Yeah, I know he got benched, um, I believe, in the third quarter, and uh, Casey Thompson came in, and he didn't look 
great either. I mean, they that was the only question mark I had for Texas coming into the season, really. And man, yeah. So kicking it over to my stud and dud. Uh, I'm going to cheat a little bit on offense. My stud is discussing a a unit from a game we were just talking about with Arkansas and Texas. Give me the Arkansas offensive line. Those guys straight up dominated Texas all night. The most interesting part about that no running back for Arkansas had like over 75 yards they had six dudes who averaged more than six yards a carry <laughs> I mean oh, good God. And, I mean the, Texas could not stop the run could not I mean so give me Arkansas give me the hogs up front who by the way are all sponsored by a local barbecue restaurant can't remember the name of it I'm not entirely sure you didn't have somebody uh on the on the payroll over there shaving some points for you over there (laughs) hey man you never know but i don't think i got that kind of pull and as far as my dud goes i'm gonna go with brock purdy from iowa state 13 to 27 for 138 yards and three picks he played like shit i mean that that's there's no other way to put it he played like crap he he didn't look good his throws were off his timing was off and i think you know some of that is iowa's defense is really good but i think brock purdy just got exposed you know i think they got in his face and they made him do things that he can't do so i'll take him as my dud moving on to that we're going to get into you know my favorite part of the podcast here no this week it's your favorite isn't it oh it's my favorite yeah this week uh we're gonna go to our bets review and uh you know, after that, we'll we'll get into actually making our bets for week three. So looking at last week, we'll start out with Hunter because he's not here to defend himself. Rough week for uh, Hunter Blue. Uh, he took Ohio State minus 14 and a half. They got their ass handed to him. Michigan and Washington over 50 and a half. That did not happen. And he took Middle Tennessee State with the points against Virginia Tech at 20 and a half, and they lost by 21. So just that missed was, oh, that terrible, one. terrible oh, pick. That's a bad beat. <laughs> And he finished out. He did manage to get an upset pick, and I commend him on this one because he took BYU over Utah in the face of nine straight Utah wins, and BYU handled business at home. I watched some of that game. Utah was never in control, so good good pick on him for that. But overall, two points for the week, but, whew, man, he's got to get better against the spread. One and five against the spread through the first two weeks. he's uh, yeah. Well, if you're only going to win one game in a week, make it that one. Yeah, that's true. He's hit both on it. He's hit on both upset picks, so he's uh he's right there with us on points. We're all tied at five after that week. But uh, moving over to Timmy, Timmy came down back to earth a little bit this week. Took Illinois plus ten. I warned him against that, and he did not listen to me. Yeah, I severely regret that pick. <laughs> Brendan Armstrong took Illinois to the woodshed, made him look like a thumped him, made him look like an FCS team. Are are you still a believer? believer? Uh, No. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The honeymoon is over. I'm off the believer bus. (laughs) Can't believe you ever got on. I would say that was a bad pick, but. Uh, you did hit on the you did hit on the pit and Tennessee over fifty six. I think you had that one notched up halfway through the third quarter. I mean, there wasn't any yeah. defense in yeah, that. Yeah, that was called it. So, and then you took Boston College minus thirty seven and a half. We discussed that Jerkovich going down for the year. You might have hit it if he wouldn't have got hurt. So we're we're gonna we're gonna allow that. We're not gonna fault you for that one. And then taking your upset pick. I'd like to get your thoughts on this upset pick of ECU over South Carolina because I actually watched the end of the game. What happened, Timmy? 
I don't know. I didn't watch it, but it kind of chaps my ass because it was a winnable game for them, and you know, South Cax just barely squeezed it out. Well, East Carolina was in control for most of the game. I mean, they really were. I I was like, man, this is like locked up. South Carolina's terrible, and they just hung around and got it done with a game-winning field goal as time expired. So I told you, them ECU boys could play a little bit of ball, man. So one point for Timmy this week, and two for Hunter on the upset pick. Uh, moving over to Eric. Eric came back with a fury this week, taking four points. He hit on the Iowa-Iowa State under 46 and Michigan minus six and a half. Harbaugh flexing the khakis on him. Uh, now, you did miss on Miami and App State. Sure did. Oh, man, Miami, I mean. I- they're, an, they're another pretender. Yeah, I think they are. I think they're still an unknown. I don't think you can gain any sort of insight from their game against Alabama as far as whether they're good or not. They did win, but they did not cover They did. They, so they won by two. They had a short field goal blocked. And then on a different field goal, they made it. But on the ensuing kickoff, they gave up a return touchdown. So Miami's special teams kind of you know, didn't show me a whole lot of love. Um, and, and I said last week when I took it, that was my least favorite of the three. But then you did hit on your upset pick. You took Iowa over Iowa State. You ended up with four points for the week. And uh, that brings you back to a solid five. Timmy's hanging in there at five points. I'm also at five points because looking at my picks after going whew, 0-4 and four in week one, uh, came back with a fury this week. Uh, took my boys, my boys, Liberty, minus four and a half. They're the, like I always say, man, they're the University of Residual Income. Just bet them and they'll cover. Minus four and a half over Troy, that hit. Took Stoops at minus five. Kentucky over Mizzou. They, Kentucky almost threw that game. I watched most of the game, and they were in control for much of the game. They had a crucial turnover at the end of the first half that really made it a much closer game than it should have been. But I had to sweat that one out, but I did get that minus five. I took Air Force, uh, minus six over Navy. They easily covered that, and they also covered the under, which I also talked about. Service Academy unders, bet them. And then, last but not least, Arkansas over Texas. Arkansas thumped them boys. Took them to the woodshed. Yeah, welcome to playing uh, football against SEC opponents, Texas. Get used to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, uh, Timmy's arch nemesis, uh, Danny Cannell, posted something on Twitter today, and I actually took the time to respond to him. He's like, okay, the welcome to the SEC Texas narrative is getting old, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going, man, let people have their fun. Good grief. Quit Eat being- shit, Danny Cannell, if you're listening to this. You kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, I I get it, but, I mean, Arkansas was pumped up for that game, and that's a great win for them. I mean, yeah, sure, nobody expected is going to expect Texas to walk into the SEC and all of a sudden win it. But at the same time, it's nice to, for a bottom-tier SEC team like Arkansas to just put the whooping on, you know, argue. I mean, the richest school in the country. So Well, it's interesting you bring up the words bottom tier because i would argue that arkansas probably is the second best team in the sec west right now like would, would you take them over a&m or lsu i would take old miss over them uh yeah maybe so yeah, I, yeah I mean i right now the way they're playing and i don't know that they're any better than auburn either i mean auburn is an unknown they've played basically two high school teams so i don't know that they're much better than auburn but we're gonna see what auburn's made of this week so Timmy, I'm going to kick it over to you for your first pick of week three. What do you got? All right, I'm going back to the well, man. Got uh, North Carolina, Virginia. North Carolina's an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. I'll take that to the bank all day long. Really? UNC 
Yeah, UNC is still pissed off after losing to Virginia Tech, and uh, Sam Howe is going to make UVA rage quit this week. Um, You kind of saw it last week against uh, Georgia State. You know, he hung 350 yards and three TDs before he took an early shower. Um, He also tacked on 100 yards rushing, Um, and I like him to do more of the same against the Hoos this week, so... Give me UNC at minus eight and a half. I will say this about your pick. I think I think you're allowing your hatred for UVA to blind you from some obvious red flags here, which is Virginia has won four games in a row against them, 4-0 against the spread. They've won the last two in North Carolina's home stadium. So even in the face of that, you're going to take them more than a touchdown favorite. I am, because I think that UNC got a wake-up call week one, and they realized that you know they actually have to put some effort in to back up the hype. They're uh, they're coming with a purpose now, so I, I like them. You know, probably in most of the games the rest of the year. All right. Well, can't argue with that. All right, Eric, give me your first pick. Uh, my first pick, I am going to back Dr. Thunder himself, and I'm going to lay 22 points for Oklahoma over Nebraska. You better hope it's not Diet Dr. Thunder. I think Diet Dr. Thunder can beat Nebraska by three touchdowns. Yeah, I didn't want to bet that, but man, I, I would have to agree with you. I think they just thump Nebraska. It's in Oklahoma. I don't dislike that. For Jason's first pick, he's going with Liberty. Don't think I won't take him. <laughs> I actually thought about picking Liberty for my first pick just to get them and piss you off. We we might have to put a rule in where you're only allowed to pick Liberty once a year. Be like a knockout pool. Oh, fine, you whiny bastards. I won't take them this week. Damn it. I had them typed in there. Bunch of wine bags. Okay, so Eric's going to take Oklahoma minus 22 over Nebraska. I agree with that. Like it. Take it to the bank. Uh, My first pick. Give me uh, Michigan State plus six and a half on the road at Miami. I don't necessarily think Sparty wins the game. You know, they pounded Northwestern uh, in week one. And I don't know that, you know, we like you said, we don't know. I mean, Miami struggled with Appalachian State and got thumped by Alabama. So give me Michigan State plus six and a half. I think they can. I think they can keep it closer than that. Maybe, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they won. Yeah, me either. I was going to say, I, I like that one. Michigan State was in kind of in the running for my, my upset pick this week. I, I really like that matchup for them, especially with, what did you say, five and a half or six and a half? Uh, I had six, six and a half. Yeah, yeah I, I think I would probably, I, I think I like that one too. All right. Timmy, round two. All right, so my second game, Cincinnati, Indiana. Cincinnati's a three-and-a-half point favorite. I love the kid, but Michael Penix looks lost, man, and Indiana's in trouble. Uh, Cincinnati, however, has looked the part of a top 10 team against the two cupcakes they've played. And I like Cincinnati to roll easy in this game. You know, three and a half points, easy money, man. Take it to the bank all day. Yeah, I mean, Penix is 12-3 and as a starter. I don't know, man. I... Yeah, but you've, you've seen him play this year, and he does not look the same after coming back from that injury. He, he just does not look right. Yeah, I agree with that. But Cincinnati's defense is not Iowa's defense. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't dislike the pick, but it, if it were on the road at Cincinnati, I would say, yeah, take it to the bank. But, I mean, it's at Indiana. So, I don't know. I, I, I just I think they get it right when they come back home. I think they end up beating them, honestly. And closing the door on Cincinnati's playoff aspirations quite honestly but anyway moving on uh Eric give me your second pick uh second one I'm gonna take Wake Forest 
minus five and a half over Florida State. God, still on Wake. I mean, I don't, I don't dislike that. Florida State lost to Jacksonville State. It, it's less about Wake and more about Florida State. True, to be true. But no, I mean, I had Wake over seven wins. I think they're, I think they're a decent team. They're not great by any stretch, but um, they're a trash can. Less, less than the touchdown over the team that lost at home to an FCS school. Yeah, I, I can't pass that one up. I kind of like that pick too. Man, you guys have taken like all my good picks that I had lined out here. I feel like I would be picking against you guys on everything. Um, but I'm gonna for my uh, second pick. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna move over to Ole Miss and Tulane. Uh, the total is 74 and a half right now. Was the last I saw. Is that is that still current? Let me double check that. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. 76 and a half. I don't care if it's 76 and a half. Give me the over. Uh, I mean, Tulane can score. We saw it against Oklahoma. They dropped 35 on them. Oklahoma's a better team than Ole Miss. Their defense is certainly better. Ole Miss can score at will, basically, and will against Tulane. So I think it's a, you know, high scoring affair. I mean, I think Ole Miss probably wins convincingly, but 76 and a half, give me the over. I like it. Take it to the bank. Timmy. Round three. All right. Third pick. Uh, Alabama, Florida, over-unders at 58 and a half. Um, I'm going to take the under on that game. I think Alabama's defense will prove to be too much uh, for the Gators, and Alabama's offense is going to get its first real test of the season. I like Bama to roll easy, but in a lower-scoring game. So give me the under at 58 and a half. Yeah. I kind of like that. I I have a hard time believing that Alabama comes out and drops 40 points. <laughs> so Yeah, I don't see that. Yeah, and I feel like they're going to try and bottle up Florida's quarterback running game. You know, and I, I honestly don't know how good of a passer either one of those guys are, Anthony Richardson or um, Emory Jones. Yeah, for me that game depends a lot on whether the Richardson kid can play because he hurt his hamstring on that one long touchdown run the other day. But he, you know, he he's got to be out there doing what he does. I think for them to have any chance. I kind of look at them the same way I looked at Miami. If they bottle those guys up and don't allow them to run, I don't think either one of those quarterbacks can beat Alabama with their arm. Personally, yeah, Anthony Richardson is just he's just a huge play machine. But you know, he's six of eleven passing this year. Granted, that's 192 and two touchdowns, and his his running numbers are absurd. But I don't, I'm not sure if he'll play, and he hasn't played Alabama yet. So I think I, I think I like Timmy's pick as well. Yeah, round three, Eric. Since you snuck Tulane and Ole Miss out from under me, <laughs> I think I am going to go to a different coast. Fresno at UCLA. It opened at 67 and a half, and I was sort of tempted. And then I checked this afternoon, and it was 61 and a half. Seems really weird to me for two teams who are both averaging 40 plus a game this year. So uh, I'm going to take Fresno at UCLA over. Taking the over. Uh, when I looked this afternoon, it was 61 and a half. 61 and a half over. I like that. I thought for a second you were going to take the spread, but. Uh, since you're not, I'm going to take the spread. Give me Fresno State with the points. I got them at plus 11. Um, they're Man, th- have you not learned anything yet this year with I, Chip Kelly? This is not a fade Chip Kelly pick. I know I know that's what you guys are going to think. But just looking at Fresno State, I think they're actually a pretty good team, man. They went toe-for-toe. They went toe-to-toe with Oregon, kept it a close game. Yes, Oregon may have been looking ahead to Ohio State a little bit. Fresno State's 3-0 against the spread already this year. That's kind of another thing with them. You know, I think they were up for the LSU game. A little bit harder to get up for a Fresno State game. So, all right. Well, you're already toting one black eye from Chip Kelly this year. Maybe you make it two. 
Yeah, maybe so. But give me Fresno State plus 11. I think uh, they keep it within 10 points. So keep it respectable. Um, moving over to our upset picks, uh, Timmy, who's losing this week? So I'm going to take the game that you didn't have the sack to get the extra point on. Oh. Give me give me Sparty to win outright against Miami. Oh, baby. Uh, yeah, between Jordan Simmons and Kenneth Walker, Sparty's been running all over people, and Miami's in serious trouble after getting pistol whipped by Nick Saban um, and then almost getting embarrassed by Appalachian State. Derek King looks like a shell of himself. I don't think he's fully recovered from his ACL injury, considering he, he hurt it in the bowl game last year and a typical you know timeline is 8 to 12 months for a full recovery he's well short of that so i don't know what kind of issues he may or may not be dealing with but i just know that he doesn't look right um and i think sparty finishes him off here and sends their season careening down the cliff mm. yeah i kind of like that pick but you're right i totally did not have the sack to pick that and line update on my last pick there uh ucla is 11 and a half so I'll take them at Yeah, I, I was actually – I just pulled that up as well. And yeah. it, the, the total is at 62.5, so I'll take the over on that. Yeah, 62.5 and 11.5. And Got it. Got that updated. All right, so Michigan State's going to go on the road and beat Miami this week. Love that. I would love to see that. I'm a closet Michigan State fan. Not even going to lie. Um, <laughs> Eric, give me your upset pick. Who's losing? Boise. 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 Boise's losing. I'm going to take... Don't tell uh, me you're going to pick garbage-ass Spencer Sanders to beat Boise on the blue turf. Don't tell me that. So, I okay, first off, I was close to taking <laughs> San Diego State over Utah. You kidding me? Utah is a seven. <laughs> I, I would have I hated on you less for that. Utah is a... You know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to take San Diego State over Utah, who is a seven-point favorite. Uh, fun fact... San Diego State is 6-2 and two against Pac-12 teams since 2016. Oh, man. Uh, and then, in fact, they just beat one last weekend. They beat Arizona. So I was a little kind of wishy-washy on Oklahoma State and, and Boise. Um, Utah's a, it's a slightly larger spread. It's 7 versus 4.5. But I'm going uh, to take the Aztecs. I'm going to give them a shot. Man, who do you hate more, Jason, Spencer Sanders or Mike Gundy? I don't hate either one. Well, that's a lie. I I do hate Mike Gundy, but I don't hate (laughs) Spencer Sanders. I just got tired of hearing about how good he is. You guys talked him up all offseason, and now we see he's not good, just like I said he's not. He sucks. I want winners. Yeah, I gave him some props. I think he's a good quarterback. Yeah, well, go look at his numbers and tell me if you still think he's good. Anyway, moving on, no chance Gundy gets a win on the blue turf. Book it. You're on a you're on a loser there. Uh, no, I I told you I'm going to take San Diego State. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, good call. Yeah, San Diego State. I like that pick better. I do think Utah wins the game though. But uh, Timmy, I'm about to break your heart. Go ahead and take the Mountaineers, weak man. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Now, as much as I would love to just. Well, you know what? I'm not going to break your heart. I actually was going to take Virginia to beat North Carolina outright just to. Just to chap your ass, but I'm not going to do that. No, do it. No, do it. I feel like that. I'm on a loser there if I do that. But yeah, I'm probably on a loser here too. But give me Auburn to get a road win at Penn State this week. Oh my god! <laughs> I think they surprise. I think they win. I call I'd me crazy. Go into go into the big house. Call, Are you kidding me? Call me crazy. It's a whiteout. They're going to be hyped up. But man, I got no faith in Sean Clifford. 
I think Bo Nix is a better quarterback than him. But I just think Auburn's got better athletes than Penn State. And even though that hasn't counted for much this season, like with LSU and UCLA, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think Auburn goes and gets a win on the road, man. Give me give me Auburn to upset Penn State. Good God, man. You might as well just take your two points and throw them in the trash. <laughs> it's not that bad. Come on, man. You're you're on a loser there, man. Come I can't on. believe you're going to shit on me for considering Oklahoma State over Boise and then pick that. <laughs> hey, man, look at the – yeah, but, I mean, look at the freaking record on the blue turf. They don't ever lose on the blue turf. <sighs> hey, we're not talking about the blue turf right now. We're talking about Auburn going into to Happy Valley. All right, so tell, me, so tell me what makes you think that Penn State is so much more talented than Auburn. Just the eyeball test, man. I've watched both Penn State games this year, and, you know, they're no slouch. Oh, I'm not saying they're a slouch. I think Auburn's just better than people are giving them credit for. That, that's probably fair because I don't know that I'm giving them any sort of credit yet. Cause they yeah, you guys, anybody, neither but. one of you guys are. You guys are talking about them like they're some just pushover, but they're really not all that bad. I mean, they've scored, if I'm not mistaken i think they've scored more points than anybody in football through two weeks against two of the worst teams in the country like 60 and 62 in their first yeah two i think games. they're so, averaging 60 something yeah so it's not like they haven't figured it out on offense yet i mean even though they're playing slouch teams i don't know man i just don't think penn state can score with them i know it's going to be a whiteout and i know it's going to be crazy but i mean auburn ain't scared of going into an atmosphere like that and if malzahn was still their coach no chance I'm picking this game. But I think they win, man. All right, maybe this is your UCLA-LSU upset special of the week. It could be. It very well could be. And you know what? The good thing about picking Auburn to win is if they lose, I'm not heartbroken because <laughs> I'm an Alabama fan. So oh, That's true. Yeah, get get away from that emotional investment. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I feel like I give Auburn quite a bit of credit. You know, I took the over on them on the Vegas total. And um, I'm picking them to win on the road against Penn State. Maybe I'm on a loser there, but yeah, um, I wasn't going to watch that game, but I am now. <laughs> yeah, well, now, now you got me curious. Yeah, well, you know that is what it is. You guys can laugh at me after Auburn gets blown off the field, which I hope they do. I will not bet that game. No chance I'll bet actual money on it. It's just a pick. So if they do get blown off the field, I'll laugh it off and you know be fine with it. Well, go ahead and lay your real money on the Mountaineers like I know you want to. No, I won't bet on West Virginia. I almost laid real money on Maryland in week one to beat them. I should have. Okay, so any other lines or spreads or interesting points you guys want to talk about on this week's matchups? Because obviously I'm going to bet real money on Liberty to cover 27.5 against Old Dominion. But, you know, to be fair, I didn't pick that this week because you bunch of wine bags want to make a rule that I can only pick Liberty every so often. <clears throat> Uh, hey man, rules is rules. <laughs> I don't. I don't have any lines I want to talk about, but one game I'm not going to be able to watch it, unfortunately. But one game that did catch my eye. Um, do you guys ever remember hearing about the high school coach in Arkansas who never punted, onside kicked all the time, always went for two? Uh, he won like five state championships in seven years. You ever remember hearing about that guy a little while back? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, his name is Kevin Kelly. And he is now the coach at Presbyterian College in South Carolina. So he brought his uh, all gas, no breaks uh, to FCS football. And they are playing Friends of the Pod, the Campbell University Fighting Camels, oh. this week. Oh, man. 
wonder what the line so, is on that. Uh, well, I can't imagine there is one for this game, but it. Uh, I don't care about the fucking line. What's the mascot of the Presbyterian school? The blue hose. Blue what? <laughs> hose like garden hose. H O S E hose. What? So that's that. Yeah, that's no. I'm serious. That so that's their name. Their mascot. Do they is come like out a, to ludicrous at the beginning of every <laughs> football game? Yeah, uh, they, they play in the Georgia Dome, fifty yard line. No, they. Uh, no, their mascot is like a like a Scotsman, like a you know, like a dude in a kilt and bagpipes and all that shit. Because that makes a lot of fucking sense. Campbell Campbell University needs to seriously sponsor this podcast as much as we talk about them. But Blue Hose has got Blue Hose in different area codes, and they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna crush Campbell University this week. Sorry, guys, but. Uh, all right, well, that's going to wrap us up for the week. Appreciate you guys listening. We've had a lot of positive feedback uh, the last few weeks. Uh, you know, get, feel free to uh, follow us on Twitter, at South End Zone Pod. We're available on all platforms. You can go find us, give us a listen. Please uh, leave us a review and a rating. Five stars only, please. Does a lot of good for the show. Let's us get more content out, out to you guys. And uh, we'll be back with you next week uh, with the uh, – our week four preview and uh, we'll roast Timmy's picks when they don't hit at all this week. So okay. can't wait. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you very much. Have a great day.